Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Marina Vidor, the digital producer for the Philharmonia Orchestra. In 2002, the orchestra produced a pack of sound samples, released with a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. In this podcast, we talk about the origin of the samples, as well as some more recent digital outreach initiatives of the orchestra. I'm Marina Vidor, and I'm the digital producer for the Philharmonia Orchestra. And that means that in my case, I'm responsible for the video production for the Philharmonia. And I also oversee a lot of the interactive multimedia assets that the Philharmonia has on our website. And we're producing about 20 to 30 films a year. Uh, So it keeps me quite busy. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about the Philharmonia Orchestra. The Philharmonia is, uh, well, we call ourselves the UK's National Orchestra. Uh, We are one of the top orchestras in the world, and we are one of several major orchestras based in London. And you might have heard of maybe the London Symphony Orchestra or the London Philharmonic orchestra. Um, the Philharmonia Orchestra sits alongside them. We're, re- we're resident at the South Bank Centre um, in London. And we also travel all over the UK. Uh, we have regional residencies in several cities around the UK. And then we also tour abroad and we do lots of film and video game soundtrack recordings as well. So whenever the orchestra is not in the concert hall, we are in the studio. I had no idea that Evil did video game soundtracks. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, That's something that's been building over the past few years. Obviously, it's not something that would have happened maybe several years ago, but now it's a a good market. Um, And we do actually have on our on our website, we have a list of the video games um, that we've done soundtracks for, including like the Harry Potter games. Um, when I started at the Philharmonia, I got to sit in on a recording session for one of those games, and that was, it was quite cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. So one of the projects that the orchestra has done is release this sort of batch of sound samples from different instruments and release them under a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license. Um, And this, I'm sure, attracts some attention from musicians um, and and remixers. But I'm curious about why the orchestra chose to do this project and release these samples. Yeah, and this is something that I have to admit I've had to do my research on because we did these so long ago um, that there's hardly anyone left who was there when this happened. We're talking 2002, um, which I, I had no idea it was that early. And it's, it's quite exciting to think that in 2002, there was an orchestra thinking about releasing sound samples. Um, so basically, the Philharmonia's education team was, was looking to how to make the orchestra more accessible, just beyond the concert hall and 
to a wider audience um, more globally. And they had this project called the Education Access website. <laughs> and they, they got some Arts Council England funding, so some public funding for this. And um, they brought in a consultant and they developed a plan for what these resources could be that could live online, that could help people engage with what an orchestra is all about. So they envisioned an online orchestration manual, um, which then eventually ended up being films with all our players about each instrument um, in the orchestra. And those have been since redone, and they're probably one of the most popular things that we've done online. Um, they get hundreds of thousands of hits on YouTube. Um, then a sound sample library, um, and then some online games that people could play. Um, and at that point, there wasn't a collection of, of sound samples available online for free, actually recorded with real instruments. Um, that just didn't exist. Um, and it was as well, it was a way of encouraging people to be creative and explore music and what they could do with it. I think it's a fantastic resource and it continues to be incredibly popular. Like, 20, about 20% of the people who visit the Philharmonia's website go to the sound sample pages. So yeah, so that was the initial, the initial plan. And considering when it was, it was just really forward thinking. You know, when I think about it, Creative Commons hadn't been around for that long at, at that point when those were published. Um, do you know what the decision making process was like for adding the Creative Commons license onto it instead of just releasing them with some statement of purpose with like, this is free to the public? I actually don't know that. Um, and I'm not sure when the license went on these samples um, because we now have a new website. So we changed our website in 2013. Um, so I don't know if the license was then put on in, you know, in 2013 or, or whether it was on there before. But from what I've, I, I spoke to some staff who had been there at the time and from the beginning it was clear that these were to be allowed to be used as people wished um as long as they're not you know sold as a as is basically if you if you start googling like you see there's so many people who talk about these samples online like possibly they pick their favorite instruments and then combine them with other sample packages some people have made contact shells for them um, that they've made available to everybody. Um, so it's definitely it's definitely more about community music making and encouraging people to do their own thing and and not putting any barriers on that. Have you heard about many projects that use these samples or artists that use them? Um, I don't know of any artists, and if people want to write in and tell us what they've done with these samples, we would love to hear. Um, we do, you know, every every couple of weeks we get somebody asking, like, oh, could I use it in this project or in this project? Um, some people talking about apps, um, other people just using it in, like, a piece that they're doing. Um, I think considering the hits that we get on them, which is about... In the last year, it was about 227,000 unique users. Um, I have a feeling there's quite a lot going on with them. <laughs> so 
I would, this is kind of a call to people to say, like, if you are using the Philharmonia samples, like, please tell us how you're using them, because we'd love to be able to share that with people and say, look, these are still being used, and, and here's how. Yeah, I think it's always really fascinating once a sound hits the internet, uh, you know, whether it's Creative Commons or not, it often gets a life of its own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then who knows, like, it could be that we're hearing them in somebody's piece and we don't know it. Um, as long as we see the statistics and as long as we see that people are continuing to use them, you know, we're happy. Yeah, so the sample collection is only one of the interactive things that the orchestra has done. Um, do you want to talk about some of the other recent interactive projects you've worked on? The Philharmonia is one of the few orchestras that has actually a digital department within it. So we have a head of digital, I'm the producer, we've got a production manager, I have an assistant producer who also does our audio podcasts, which are quite cool, and we've got a developer in-house. So we started doing that quite early on in, I think it was 2007, we did a project called Play Orchestra, which was basically cubes that were different instruments that you could sit on outside and they were in the shape of the orchestra and when you sat down on the cube you could hear that instrument playing a particular piece which was really successful it was at South Bank Center and it got I think it got about 250,000 people um, sitting down and listening (laughs) to that which was quite cool so it showed that like people like this sort of thing and it was interesting So our first installation after Play Orchestra is called Rewrite, uh, which is the experience of being inside the orchestra playing Stravinsky's The Rite of Spring, uh, conducted by Esapekka Salonen. We filmed the orchestra on, I think, 29 cameras, and we had close miking in every single section of the orchestra. So when you go into this installation, which can be in any kind of space, because it's essentially video and audio. So you walk in and it's quite dark and you see a projection of like the first violin, but you also hear what it sounds like where he's sitting. So as you walk through and you go to all the different sections, the sound changes. It can be quite overwhelming. And it's just so immersive. You can get lost in it. And you can also listen to commentary by the players and by the conductor. And we also have a percussion room, which is really popular, which has real percussion instruments in it. And like, so you get to play along. So people get really excited by playing like the tam-tam or a bass drum. So yeah, they're quite cool. So Rewrite was the first one and that's traveled all over the world. And then as well, we developed a truck, which is called Music Lab, and it has a bunch of fun music games in it that we developed, like how to play certain instruments and how to make sound samples, actually, and um, singing along in a sound booth. And that traveled to the southwest of England over 2014 and 2015 in the spring-summer. And that was a project funded by the Arts Council England, and it was an aim to get people engaged in quite isolated communities. And um, so the Philharmonia went out there with the music lab truck, which went to tiny towns and got kids in there getting really engaged with music. So and we got tens of thousands of people going to those. 
so that's the core of the fun, fun things that we do. Are there any other things you'd like to mention while we're, while we're chatting? I think as, you know, in addition to these more kind of physical installations that we do, a lot of what I produce is stuff that lives online. We have well over 300 films online on YouTube and Vimeo and, and on our website, of course. I don't think I have any further questions, uh, unless there's anything else you can think of to add. We do kind of, we have a little dream to re-record all the samples mm. and, um, you know, make some way of packaging it for people to use. But that's kind of like, at the moment, it's a little bit of a dream because it's quite an expensive thing to do if you want to do it properly, um, which I assume is why nobody else is really doing it. Yeah, if somebody had used these samples and they wanted to tell someone uh, affiliated, should I put them in touch with you or what would be the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, yeah, if they just email me directly, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Thanks again for talking. It was really great. Yeah, likewise. Bye. Right, bye. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive. Our intro song this week is The Spider-Man's Nano Loop by Uncle Bibby, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. Have you used some of the samples from the Philharmonia Orchestra's sound pack in a project? Let us know. Send an email to contact at freemusicarchive.org and tell us how you use them. 